0: This has been The Paranormal Tea No, it's not with Ryan. been. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. That's a bad Just edit it and put it in the <laughs> end. This will be The Paranormal Tea with Ryan
1: and Bethany. Oh, episode nine, and we still haven't got it right. <laughs> Jesus.
0: You can't introduce the episode with your head in your hands. <laughs> At least pretend you want to be here. It's
1: a, a signal of what is to come.
0: What, are the stories going to be that bad?
1: No, it's just you that's that bad. Oh, okay. I could take you out in the stories with remain, and it would be good.
0: Okay.
1: okay. So, this week on episode nine of the Paranormal Tea, we are in Darlington.
0: Darlington? In I don't know. I don't sound like this in Darlington. No, from Darlow. From Darlow.
1: <laughs> just to let you know what's going to be coming up in our episode, you know, captivate your interest at the very start. <laughs> right? We have... A haunted railway station. Ooh, Ooh. we have a haunted castle.
0: Ooh, Ooh. diverse.
1: And we have a haunted farm.
0: Ooh, Ooh. (laughs) Darlington's got it all. It's
1: a haunted bechess. Before we start our podcast, I would like to just like bring your attention to something that's in Darlington, which I think we should one hundred percent visit. We should visit. We should visit right? Okay, yeah. So this, was a, this is a little side story, but there's not there's not a story to it, which is why I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. In Darlington, there is this big-ass stone. Right. Right, like a huge-ass stone in mm-hmm. the middle of their high
0: street. So there's a huge stone. Huge stone. to look like an ass. No. Why <laughs> <No. laughs> are you saying huge-ass stone? Just say no. big stone. It's a big stone. Big stone, big
1: right. Big stone. Big stone. In the middle of their high street, no one knows why it's there but everyone's too scared to get rid of it.
0: What? Yeah. What kind of stone does it at least look nice? Why do you
1: always ask these weird questions? <laughs> like just take well, it as its face value. No, what oh, type of
0: stone? I don't know. Well, it's
1: made no, of fucking clay. You've uh,
0: you've stated something which is going to prompt a question and then you Why would that pencil? be your question?
1: My what's question me? would be what's the history behind it? Yeah. Is it haunted? Is okay. there like a you know, pull the sword out of it and you rule Darlington sort of thing. But no, yours is what type of stone?
0: Well, that's where I'm starting from. So, Beth, is it wanted? (laughs) I don't know. Who put it there? That's just the
1: thing. I don't know. No one knows.
0: put a sword in it and then pull it out, will I get to rule Darlington? No. No. No, you won't. So you didn't want me to ask those questions, No, I just
1: wanted you to ask a better question than what type of stone is it. So, yes, there is a stone in Darlington, which I think we should
0: definitely visit. So it was placed there and no one can tell you why it was placed there. Nope. Nope. That's weird. Oh, maybe. The only person who knows is the mayor of Darlington. And that is like a secret that is passed down from mayor to mayor.
1: Okay. If you say so, Ryan.
0: That's what it is. <laughs> it's a secret mayor Little, um, conspiracy.
1: Side conspiracy theories from Ryan there. So we're going to start off with our haunted railway station. Okay. Because this is, I think, by far the most interesting story. So we're going to start off with and in the interesting story it's not the creepiest story but it's the most interesting the creepiest story is going to be at the end okay so yeah gather around children <laughs> for the North Road station in Darlington a third class carriage on the father's platform at North Road station was built in 1865 and on several occasions there have been reports of a young girl dressed in Victorian clothing sitting within the carriage At closing time, members of staff have also heard strange noises coming from the carriage, including the sounds of a child singing and laughing. Just over 150 years ago, at around midnight on a cold winter's night, James Durham, the station watchman, decided to head below ground into the porter's cellar to warm himself in front of the fire and have a bite to eat. The cellar had been part of the railway's cottage and still had a fireplace and a gas lamp, Turning up the gas, he sat on the bench and opened his bait tin, only to be startled when the figure of a man emerged from an adjacent coal house. The intruder was dressed in a cutaway coat with gilt buttons, a stand-up collar and a scotch cap, and close behind him, a large black retriever dog. Saying nothing, the ghostly stranger strolled casually towards the fire, but suddenly, turning to raise a fist and land a punch on the night watchman Durham. Stalled into action, James Durham leapt to his feet and aimed a blow at the phantom figure only for his fist to pass through the assailant's body and bruise his knuckles on the stonework of the fireplace surround. With a loud shriek, the intruder reeled backwards and at the same moment the snarling dog bit into Durham's leg. Within seconds the confrontation was over and James reached for his lantern, the man and the dog turned back into the coal house and disappeared from view. There was no other point of entry or exit. The night watchman could find no trace of a man or a dog. During a winter evening in the early 1950s, a ticket clerk was at his counter in the station booking office, when the last train of the day pulled into the platform. He heard the clear sound of a carriage door open and a passenger stepping down before slamming the door shut. The sound of footsteps crossing the platform followed, but as the clerk waited, there was no passenger. He left the ticket office to seek out the mystery passenger, but the station was completely empty. And from end to end, the platform, covered in snow, was undisturbed. During the 1970s, when the station platform was in a neglected state, a visitor to the museum reported that her boyfriend saw the figure of a man and his dog walking over the footbridge. The figure was observed, making his way up of the steps and across the upper section of the bridge before vanishing into thin air. Creepy. That is creepy. Lots oh. and lots of hauntings at this one particular railway station, clearly. So
0: why do you want to go look at a stone, but you don't want to go to this creepy white rail station?
1: Oh, I don't think it's, like, a thing anymore.
0: Well, the... what well, is it's like, like, platform nine and three quarters? <laughs> yeah, you've That's... got a go a special
1: <laughs> wall. I don't know whether it's a... like, I think it's just a museum now, or something.
0: It's quite interesting how people see the same image.
1: Of a guy and his dog.
0: Yeah, I mean a man and his dog, maybe that's where the saying comes from <laughs> to see a man and his dog? Huh?
1: <laughs> No, isn't it going to ask a man about his dog Same thing <laughs> I don't know, well, anyways, I anyways
0: I will impart some knowledge Yeah. So, you mentioned a bait tin mm-hmm. Now, obviously not everyone's from Newcastle or the north, and they might not know what a bait from tin the north. is I have learnt what a bait tin is, mm-hmm. and I can proudly say that it's your lunch, isn't it? That you take to Yeah, you beat Your beard? Your beat,
1: your, your scram. Your beard? Yeah.
0: Your scram.
1: <laughs> your Jordia accent is
0: awful. Why would you name your food just after things that sound like crap?
1: Well no, you use bait for fishing.
0: Yeah. you so going it's, fishing. It's
1: always food, isn't it? It's always been known. As... It yeah. doesn't matter. We're I'm talking maggots. about ghost stories and you're talking about flipping bait tin.
0: Well, what I'm the hell just, are you on about? I'm just trying to make it clear to people who might not know. No. What
1: Okay, fair enough, seeing as the majority of our listeners are from America, so they won't know what that means. But you're off on a tangent.
0: Well I thought I thought that was perfectly wrong. No story. it was.
1: What do you think of the fact that this ghost and Mr. James Durham literally had a fight? Well, a one sided right. fight.
0: I don't think I've ever heard of a ghost punching someone <laughs> square in the face. No.
1: He literally <laughs> walked over to him, punched him in his face. Then the other guy tried to punch him, and then his dog bit him. Like this, James guy did not come off well.
0: Most unfair fight ever. Mm. Do you think maybe the the security guard might have just been sleeping on the job, and he either dreamt it if he was working night shift, or perhaps he was genuinely attacked. And he just didn't throw a very good punch no. and he completely missed and hit the wall.
1: So he said it was a ghost and I went right through, but it was actually just like yeah. a hobo and his dog.
0: Exactly. I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't just say a hobo and his dog. I don't know why it had to be a ghost. But I mean, perhaps maybe in his head he truly thought it was a ghost, but he just got attacked I think by was a hobo. Absolutely mullered. You think he's <laughs> drinking on the job? <laughs> yeah. I reckon he turned the gas up a little bit too high on his gas lamp. Oh,
1: yeah. That and he just started cool seeing that. things. Maybe, maybe. There's a creepy girl in a carriage. There's a creepy ghost man who likes to get into boxing fights with people.
0: I mean, oh, we've got singing kids.
1: Singing, oh, kids. can you imagine? Ooh, I think yeah. that's probably the creepiest thing. Like, I think I'd be more creeped out by a little kid ghost than I would an adult, an adult. adult
0: ghost. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, do I punch it? That's the big question, but- isn't it?
1: What well, we've learnt from this story is well, that punching a ghost gets you, you nowhere. Get you
0: your but, you're like, what if it's not real? Then you've just punched a child. If it is real, mm. you're dead. So you're,
1: you so you're just investigating this carriage. There's this little like dick of a kid who's yeah. trespassing. Goes,
0: hee-hee! Che- Cheeky Geordie kid.
1: <laughs> what are you doing tonight, mister? It's not Geordie, it's from Darlington, right? Place, get man. it right! It 20
0: minutes
1: it'll longer than that but okay so our next story okay is uh blah, 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 hang on which one was it oh we're at a farm
0: right we're i've always farm. wanted to be a farmer
1: i think would you make a good farmer no <laughs> i can't
0: do I, just, I like the idea of being a farmer i just couldn't yeah. do anything that required on, me to be a farmer
1: you keep on coming up with this idea that we're gonna own a farm yeah you're just gonna lift stuff and i'm gonna do everything <laughs> else just because I've like become this plant connoisseur during lockdown.
0: That's all I like, that's all I know about farming, isn't it? I think it involves some heavy lifting.
1: And waking up early in the morning.
0: Um I could probably pull that off. Mm. Maybe.
1: Why do they wake up early in the morning though? That's a question. I reckon it's
0: because they've got such a long day and they can only work when there's sunlight. So they have yeah, to but... catch the early, you know.
1: Yeah, the so. bird catches somewhere.
0: Plus you've got all these animals to feed as well. And the animals won't fed at like half five in the Can morning. Can you
1: imagine someone like I don't care whether you're bringing me food. Can you imagine being woke up at like half five and going here or eat? No. Like, give me another couple of hours, Mr. Father Man. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I I think that'd be quite nice though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you want to be, you don't want to be a farmer. You want to be a cow yeah. in the farm. I
0: just want to be woken up by food every morning. That's what really feels.
1: Um, like we well, need to get yourself a different girlfriend because yeah. I am a hundred percent a night owl.
0: <laughs> don't get, don't get out of bed on, night like, till twelve.
1: We are at Dian's Dian's farm. Dian's
0: Dian's
1: Dian's farm. D D Dian's Dian's. We here at Jan's Farm with the spectral female. Recent buildings at Deanne's Farm near Pierce Bridge replaced a much older property on the site that featured in a fascinating tale from the late 18th century. In those days, travelling tailors made their way from house to house doing whatever work was required by the owners. One tailor found employment at Deanne's Farm property and he was sat working when a ghostly figure of a woman would appear at the top of the stairs and throw down hanks of thread for him to use for many years there was no clue at the identity of the spectre with only vague references to a woman who'd done something evil among local folk but then a chance discovery of documents at the public record office threw a fresh and sinister light on events it became clear that a woman named Catherine Hilton who lived in the house at Dance Farm in the reign of Queen Elizabeth I, who had been accused of murdering a servant, perhaps she sought to rectify her past misdeeds by helping the living in whatever small way she could.
0: Well, I want to immediately say she didn't do it. <laughs> why? Because she's a lovely lady, she gives this man thread when he needs it, so why would she kill a servant?
1: So you say is that all like criminals?
0: Mm. if they do
1: one nice thing. Completely rectifies everything else they done.
0: That's exactly what I'm saying. No, no, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's not the way the justice system works. But I don't really understand why she's throwing thread. That's such a random thing to do. Yeah,
0: and also, are there any recent stories of this lady doing similar no. things to other people?
1: Just in the 18th century. No, helping out this one guy by throwing thread at him.
0: Exactly. And I guess he was always on his own when this happened.
1: Mm.
0: And it's also funny that she happens to throw something that's related to his his line of work.
1: Well, she obviously knew that he needed thread. But I think the way I see it is not that she's being helpful. Right. Right? The way I see it is if she killed her servant, then she's not a big fan of people who are working class, right? So there's probably this guy who's, like, throwing stuff, and she's, like, taking the piss out of him, throwing, like, thread at him, like, do your work, bitch.
0: Do you think that's how she's going to torment him? (laughs) (laughs) I'll assist you in your job. How
1: (laughs) how do we know that's assistance? A thread, throw an iron.
0: Well, maybe he needs some for his next, you know.
1: Because imagine, right, you've got like a thing of thread. You chuck it down the stairs, right? All of that thread's going to unwind, and then you're going to have to sit there and wind all that thread back up again.
0: Ah, Not helpful. I never thought of it like that. I thought she was being helpful. Perhaps.
1: Clearly, whoever wrote that story well has never seen in their life. Didn't you write stories?
0: Oh, totally!
1: Yeah, I, de- I definitely wrote that story.
0: <laughs> well, never I'm not just
1: reading stories off of the internet now when I'm getting stressed. That we have a podcast to record. <laughs> Our third and final story. This I think is a creepy one.
0: Hit me with it.
1: This ghostly tale starts with a story of a one-sided love. Love that would ultimately lead to the death and sorrow of a young woman. In the olden days, there were clear rules of power and status that were not meant to be broken, and laws of today did not exist. Women were treated like objects. For one young woman, she would learn of the cold, callous heart of a man and his objectification. Stupidly, she fell in love deeply and hopelessly with the Lord of Walworth Castle. Their love sired an offspring, and when the Lord discovered the truth about his bastard child, he feared the consequences. Firing into a flaming rage, the Lord dragged the pregnant girl and bricked her up behind a wall into a separate part of the castle that had nothing inside at all, dooming her and the babe to death. People say they've heard her screams and have seen her coming through the wall. They also had one gentleman who was staying in the room just above the library who woke up to find her sitting at the end of his bed. That's bloody creepy.
0: It's pretty creepy. That's going to be a horrible way to die. Yeah,
1: definitely. I'm going to brick you up. How How long would it take for you to brick a wall up?
0: Exactly. And she she just sat there. The whole time she's like, no, please don't do it. You've got so much time to... Rethink this.
1: Yeah, <laughs> she really, she sat there and like tried to talk him out of it. Exactly.
0: And also, would the Lord of the castle be a decent labourer? As in, do you no. think that he could just he... whack out bricks and cement and brick this thing up?
1: No, I think that like by them saying that he dragged her and bricked her up behind a wall. I think yeah. what really happened was he probably like beat the crap out of there. She was probably unconscious. Then he put her behind this wall, and then he like ordered his servants mm. to brick up this wall.
0: Maybe and the, they were maybe, like, maybe someone else just dragged her in there and put her in. And mm. like say, I don't. I think she wouldn't have been conscious to knock it out. Or maybe this never even happened.
1: Because you have to think, like for for example, so she they bricked her up in this wall. Yeah. Right. She could easily push that down. Fresh cement. Yeah, yeah, fresh cement if it's not set.
0: Yeah, that's true. so they'd
1: have to like sit there and wait.
0: Hold it, just holding it. Like, Is it hard? Yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It just seems a bit far fetched, doesn't it? There's it too it. many. It raises too many questions about the physics behind
0: this. Yeah, yeah. And also, how can one woman be condemned for killing a servant in one story, and then this Lord of the Manor guy just starts, you know, killing his mistresses? So it's a bit
1: uh well, lots inconsistent. Of... No, I but I think back then a lot of like lords of the manor because they they just like had sex you with did? everyone yeah like they didn't That's care there wasn't any like
0: pride and prejudice
1: <laughs> no mr darcy wouldn't do that <laughs> mr
0: darcy wouldn't do that
1: so like they were they had a lot of bastard kids didn't they and then they ended up like either getting rid of or killing yeah. these kids because
0: i know not a lot of the times they'd obviously throw them out and banish them yeah in fact do you know what maybe that happened maybe he threw him out he banished him but he and then he his told his wife he told his wife he told everyone that they were bricked up inside the wall so that way if the little kid ever comes knocking when he's 18 going hey dad give me some money he but goes, he goes you're, you're not my, not my, my kid dad. because my kid's buried in the wall like that's, that's a any, like that's any better
1: yeah <laughs> but then how do you explain the ghost
0: well maybe this just never happened Maybe all the ghosts are made up.
1: Excuse me, Ryan.
0: Maybe. You can't turn
1: around and say on the paranormal team ghosts aren't
0: real. I'm not saying they're not real. This I'm is just,
1: our, like, you know, you know niche. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the money maker, right? I say the money maker. So no on,
0: money turn maker. off now, folks, because, uh. Ryan's about out, to you know. ruin it.
1: It's like, yeah. you're telling me, like, Santa's not real.
0: No, Santa is real.
1: But ghosts aren't.
0: Well. I mean technically Santa's a ghost. No.
1: No. I, what is your point in here?
0: <laughs> I can't remember. But I mean the point is that uh, Santa's okay. a ghost. So if Santa's real, then ghosts are real.
1: Okay, if you there say we so. Go. Anyways, that is all we have for this episode. I'm
0: gonna sing the outro now? No,
1: well, no. We've got uh we have to plug our next episode for right. starters. We have to plug our Instagram because our Instagram is on the rasp bitches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who's bitches in this situation?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Jesus, I got too so excited.
0: Unbelievably white.
1: <laughs> Shell right. Anyways, we have our Instagram. I say we have our Facebook. We like we're oh, just we're posting to Facebook but our Instagram is where it's at, okay? So if you don't have Instagram, just download it I and mean, follow us.
0: You could you could go anywhere you want. We're not going to tell you to do anything. No,
1: we're going to tell you. This no, is a call no. for action, people. Free
0: Follow spirit.
1: our Instagram, at the Paranormal Tea.
0: You can do whatever you want, guys. It's a, you know, it's a free world.
1: It's not a free world. So, Ryan, how do you feel?
0: Well, just like in general.
1: No. What
0: do you mean?
1: Because that was the end of episode nine. Yeah. So that means that my work here is done. <laughs>
0: for one whole episode. Yeah. And then I'll bust do you out feel prepared? 10. I'll bust out episode 10. It'll be the best episode anyone's ever heard. And then I will be taking on the episodic duties moving forward. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Best oh, episode ever. So, episode 10.
1: for episode 10, um, I've allowed Ryan a bit of an advantage. What is that? Because... Ryan hasn't had to just find stories for a random town. Ryan's finding stories for his hometown mm. of Shitsville.
0: Shitsville. <laughs> You're talking about God's country.
1: No, it's literally not raised any good. What do you mean? People like you are
0: from there. What do you mean? People like me. That You need more people on this planet like me. <laughs> what? No. Jesus.
1: So we're going to be going to Telford tell forward
0: i think we should just let's just do the whole structure
1: no we're not doing the whole more,
0: scope. more scope no i've got one good story though it's from, no it's from Shrewsbury.
1: yeah you got one good story that someone else gave you you didn't even yeah. have to find it like this is how privileged you are that <laughs> someone i'm i'm gonna name him dan from the hatred theory gave ryan a story so he's already like got one story for free so you've had to do two-thirds of the work. Well, you've not even done those two-thirds yet. You only have to do two-thirds of
0: the work. maybe if you had some friends. (laughs) Sure. Some people would be saying this to too.
1: This has been the Paranormal Tea (laughs) with Ryan.
0: Why am I singing your voice? (laughs) Why Why wouldn't I sing the Ryan part and you sing the Bethany part? Oh, sure. That would make the most amount of sense.
1: Sure.